everyone. I'm your host, Brandon Kyle Goodman, and welcome to Black Folks. On this show, I have the honor of talking to Black people of various identities about our lives and how being Black has shaped our experiences. Today, I am so excited. I mean, I can't even contain it because I'm talking to one of the most talented actors in the entertainment industry, who also happens to be my best friend and basically my brother, Ismael Cruz Cordova. You've seen Ismael on shows like The Good Wife, Ray Donovan, The Mandalorian, and currently he's starring on the HBO Max series The Undoing, opposite Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant, honey, and it's good. And I'm not just saying that because he's my best friend. I promise you, I I wouldn't lie to y'all. It is very good and Ismail is a fucking dream. As you can imagine, since Izzy and I go way back, there was so much to talk about. So this is going to be a two-parter. On part two, we'll explore Black identity in the Latinx community, but for this first part, we're discussing our relationship to policing, how we have coped with the trauma of that, and what it's like to walk through the world with that experience. We go deep, so please take care of yourselves while listening. Without any further ado, here is the first part of my conversation with Ismael Cruz Cordova. Hey, everybody. So I am here with Ismael Cruz Cordova. Hello. I'm going to do that again because I put an accent on it and I'm not getting dragged for that. Hi, Ismael. <laughs> How are you? This is going to be a problem. Good. How are you? I'm very good. Okay, so just so everyone knows, Ismael is my best friend. Uh, we've been best friends for um, a number of years. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the story's unclear. The story's unclear. Like, we've, we've known each other for 13. But we yes. faded. We faded into a best friendship after the first three years or so. Somewhere along, you know, very, yeah. very forced, very not willing. Neither of us were willing participants in the best friendship. Have not been <laughs> for thirteen years. It is not. Uh, it's not typical. No. It. It is it organic. I I don't know. We 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 trigger each other uh, the most. Like the um, most. <laughs> we hold we hold each other's sets of triggers. Like it's yes, yes. My mother has all my buttons, and Ismail has all my buttons. He's a spare. Just, I'm about to just spare. Just, <laughs> just the if, spare. If she loses them, you know, I have the spare. Ismail has them. Uh, <laughs> Like, and I yeah. have your spare. I have your spare buttons. Absolutely. Yeah, you have absolutely. plenty of those. Plen- pl- wow, plenty, plenty. <laughs> um, okay, so as always, bestie, uh, I'm going to have you introduce yourself, starting with your pronouns. Hi, my name is Ismael Cruz Cordova, and my pronouns are he, him, at this moment in time. Yes, you're gorgeous, Ismael. Look at you with your, that. so hold that up for me. Everybody, so it looks like it's paper, but it is actually absolutely ceramic. (laughs) (laughs) Ceramic, because he's bougie. Uh, And do you want to tell us who you are and what you do? 
Um, or would you like me to do that as like a I, proud? I, I want to, I want to hear what you th- like who you think I am and what I do. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Um, so Ismael Cruz Cordova is an actor. He is a writer. He's a producer. He's a dancer. He's a creative. Yes, look, you, I, I've known you for a long time. Um, but you might know him from Ray Donovan on Showtime. You might know him from Miss Bala from the movie theaters. You might know him... <laughs> You're doing well. You're doing well. I'm doing well. You might know him from his breakout role in Sesame Street. Don't forget. Don't sleep on that. (laughs) Don't forget. That's where it all began. Uh, And what else? What? I mean, you're in so many things. uh, I don't even know. Star Wars just now. (sighs) Mandalorian. That was so rude. It was so rude how you just dropped Star Wars. (laughs) Star Wars. Star Wars just now. Are we allowed um, to talk about where you are, what you're doing right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, let's talk about what's coming up right next, which is The Undoing on HBO with Nicole Kidman. That, that's, that's coming up. And <laughs> you see, oh it's God, the I, triggers. I, There's a button that went boop, you know. Um, but I am in, I'm in oh New Zealand at the moment in pre-production. Um, look, well, at, look in the camera. Look in the camera. I'm in New Don't Zealand do that. at the moment, pre-production. For Lord of the Rings, um, currently I'm in quarantine because we have to do a 14-day quarantine. So I'm in uh, a room. So you're days. successful. You're successful. What we want to establish here is that you're successful. You're very successful. I mean, I mean life has been, it, life has been as, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it, uh, quite a journey. But yeah. so far, you know, we're, we're on the up and... and reaping a lot of sacrifice and i would measure success in the in that I'll, i've been able to like all these projects do something specific in terms of representation i think that would yes be where i would measure absolutely. that yeah absolutely um and i also like to tell people how we know each other which i feel like i already did which is that we met in nyu uh so ismael transferred right you transferred to nyu your yep. sophomore year uh, so we met, I think we met your sophomore year and like Ismael, like, okay. So Ismael right now is like giving you gorgeous, like quaffed. Did you like that word? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to spell, I'm going to spell it for you. It's, I'm it's spell C-O-I-F-F-E-D. Yeah. Possibly, possibly, possibly. That's right. So, that was I rehearsed it. I practiced it. Uh, but when Ismael came to NYU, Ismael was serving you Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen realness. And what I mean by that is homeless chic. Gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. But like, you know, giving you uh, giving you the rags to riches moment. Would you agree? Did he eat today? Did, Does he have somewhere to sleep? And the but thing actually. Is, and and but it was actually, quite literal. Did he eat today? It was literal. <laughs> Uh, does he have a place to sleep? So that those was, were literal questions. Those were literal uh, questions. Literal questions, uh, which is why, in all seriousness, Ismael is uh, one of my biggest inspirations, at, and why he has the the control pad to all my buttons is because we just wildly respect and love each other, and we push each other, and we challenge each other, uh, and it's been that way since. Our, I think we actually finally became best friends after graduating. Yeah. We just became inseparable with our other uh, best friend, Fernando. And I have just 
loved watching your meteoric rise and to be sitting here i give you shit but like for you to be like nicole kidman and star wars and lord of the rings it's like i will make faces because i gotta keep him humble yeah never but. have you ever not done that you know no but that's i mean i think i think you never forget the, that never forget that the respect that we're talking about we and how we became best friends that's the thing we in school are great we we were friends and we had great experiences together but i think as we went out in the world and we saw how each other um existed in the world what we wanted to do when we you know we did political subversities together how we you know operated in that sense the things that affected both of us the things the our work ethics the things that we wanted to talk about the resistance that we were getting from different areas of our lives there is like our shared experiences in the business of you know trying to trying to navigate around our identities in the, you know, because I, I think we graduated at a point where the the movement of, of like the pre thing of like wanting to diversify wasn't still, it was like, it hadn't happened. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. Cause it had like, happened. We were, we were, we were still going and getting those casting calls that said white <sighs> male, you know, now yeah. they're kind of, I don't know if they're legally obligated to say open to all ethnicities. You know, most of them are like, that oh, that now. happened. Remember that happened? That yeah. change happened as we went after graduation. Yeah. But often that was, it said 80%, 90% of those, you know, white male, 20s, white yes. male, late teens, white male. And we were often like, if wow, in the great. room, you know? Uh, yeah. Like if some casting director, was like, yeah, it's a white person, but like, we'll see. A we'll wild see card. We'll, we'll have a wild card. And yeah. so you'd walk in. I've, I've had several editions where you walk in and like everyone's white and you're the one person of color. And you're like, okay, here we are. Yep. Um, and I always, you know what I hold on to when that happens? Because uh, we were in school around kind of the, the Grey's Anatomy, which I feel like Grey's Anatomy, when that show first came on, was an example of like, this is an inclusive cast. Mm. Oh, and the black people run the hospital. Um, but I will never forget the story, I believe, is Chandra Wilson, uh, who plays Bailey, Miranda Bailey. Apparently that part was written for a white woman, and she came in and did such a phenomenal job that they cast her. And I like always had that in the back of my head that like we would go into these auditions that were for like a white dude, and maybe, maybe I could like be the Chandra Wilson and like change somebody's mind. I don't think it's happened. Did it ever happen for you? Did you ever book one of those white dude roles? I think, I mean, I think, yes, I did. Um, in, in one, I mean, in those opportunities, those wild cards, I think is what started to like open up. Cause I did, um, whatchamacallit, The Good Wife. I did the good Oh yes. Yeah. So that was cast as a, Fuck, that was actually I forgot cast. you did that. And that was a shot uh, for a white guy, like Jimmy Patrick was the name. And I don't know exactly what happened. And then uh, that this, this actor shot and then they opened up again. They wanted to recast them. And this casting director brought me in as and pushed for me. Like, yeah. Mark Sachs. But it's, it's Jimmy Patrick, like written as like this white Irish kid from Chicago. And I ended up getting the role. You know, I remember and, that. Yeah, and that was, was huge. Yeah, it was because it was one of those moments. It was yes. one of those moments in that they were kind of like, "Oh, snap! Look at that! Let's yeah. actually change it." 
But what was fantastic for me too was that they didn't they didn't do anything to the role. They didn't try to make my name yes. urban or yes. all of a sudden I was like either I mean which we have a story with me being called Jamal, either Jamal or Juan, you know, something right. it was right, right, right. it stayed Jimmy Patrick. They let me do my thing. I kept the it, they kept the the character description just cast me in it. So that's actually that's one of the things that I held on to. I was like, this is, I mean, that's what I wanted to do. I want to disrupt and take away their roles. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> fuck. I, rem- I just remember when you got that and us being so excited. And then I didn't watch The Good Wife at the time, but then eventually I'm a huge fucking fan of that fucking show. Um, <laughs> thank you that's i was waiting for your fucking thank you no i just there was a little ass. delay i just like a little <laughs> oh, oh a new zealand delay yeah, well let like, me <laughs> you're like what's happening uh let me ask you the uh black folks question of the day yeah and i hope that this will actually lead into i'll guide it i'll, I'll guide it um because there's some other stuff that i want to talk to you specifically about um identity today because i really feel like that's we've been having those conversations off camera so i'd love to do that here so my black folks question of the day which is a heavy one um which is and you feel free to go as far or not as you want with this specific question because it Mm -hmm. is a loaded one especially in, in this time which is what was your first interaction with the police do you remember your first interaction with the police first interaction with the police um, I'm trying to think if it was like maybe as a child at the mall or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but that wasn't the police. That was just a security guard. The security guard. Yeah. yeah it wasn't. Do you remember the police specifically? The police proper. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. My uncles were in a in a kind of in a heated situation in my neighborhood um, with each other, and somebody called the police. And the police was often in the, our neighborhood, actually, because there was um, there was a lot of policing in in that area. Um, yeah. Because uh, supposedly uh, there was like they were selling drugs in the corner, or you know, it was like it was an area that needed to be policed. Yes. You know, air quotes. Was, You're doing quotes, like yeah, because yes. because I, I I mean, as I as I've grown up, I and I look back at these places and some of the places where I was felt quite safe. You know, we yeah the kids. Um, they would they would crawl, like block the streets just so that we could like run and, and 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 be in our bicycles and the kids run outside and be you know chill. Of course, certain things happen, but it was it's different rules. You know what I mean? Sure. The community kind of took care of itself. Um, yeah, I mean, I, and I and I say air quotes because I mean, as as we'll go into it again, there's 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 policing, there's harassment. You know. And, what do you and, mean by that? Because I, I, I mean, we live in a society that has uh, policing, you know, mm-hmm. that has, um, um, you know, built its its structure around um, that kind of uh, that that it includes it. Military yeah. includes police. That's where we're, we're, we this is where we are. You know, we we aspire to be somewhere else. I think a lot of us, but where we are is like it includes policing. But then, yes. um, for safety, for resources, um, for as as it should be, you know, I'm in New Zealand, and I'm, you know, I have a completely different relationship with police. I've traveled the world, and 
each country has a different relationship with it. Ours is very specific. Harassment yeah. is like looking for the thing, you know, being there, you know, Ooh. feeling cornered. Um, mm-hmm. um, this is a is a is a presence that stays there but never incorporates, you know. Mm. So you know you don't have the people that were there weren't like you know getting out of the car. Oh, how are you guys doing? Do you guys need anything? We're here if you need anything. No. It was this looming force that consistently, you know, you, you felt that there was, you were doing something wrong or you would be taken away or um, you, you're consistently forced to, um, I don't know, think what it is that you're doing wrong. Even when sure. there's nothing, you know, it's like, did sure. I do something wrong? And include yourself in a community of wrongdoers. That's part of your identity too. I guess if I'm here and the police is here, and I'm also trash. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you you get what you bring up is like if you grow up in, around police presence, there's that fight to disassociate yourself from whatever it is that gets people policed. And then I think as as an adult, as you said in air quotes, it's like you realize there wasn't actually a reason for the police to be around. Mm-hmm. So this thing that I've been fighting to not identify with isn't actually real because the people that I've grown up with are fine. It's, it's fully formed. But, yes. Fully formed, wise, street smart, because let's be real, where I grew up, um, so high levels of illiteracy, you know, yeah. so they weren't, um, they weren't uh, formally educated folk, but a whole lot but of wisdom. Smart as fuck. Yeah. A whole lot of wisdom, a whole lot of, 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 of deep-rooted uh, family values, human values, communal aspects to that. But yeah. then I grew up, as you say, identifying all that as uh, the, 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 the look, the, the mm-hmm. talk, the, mm-hmm. the code in which we yeah. spoke. All of that was not desirable. So, I, you know, you have to strive to be that other thing from the city, you know, at least for me from San Juan, that is not that police, you know? But, but then again, I say my, my journey is quite complex because my mom wanted to be a police uh, woman. Huh. Like she had that opportunity to be a police woman when she was in, when I was like in second or third grade mm-hmm. and it meant to have a better life for us, you know, because it's better salary, better, better. I mean, at least from what she, from what we had, it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. cleaning houses and working at a restaurants and at the toll. And like, um, but I remember I begged her, I begged her not to be. Why? Why didn't you want her to be a police? I mean, mm-hmm. I, no, you tell me why. We, that, and, but this is where it divides. You know, I know that, I'm seeing this thing, but for to be a police also meant to be in great danger. Yes. So that's the thing. It's like there's there's this aspect that I understand, but there's the other aspect that it was, you know, quite dangerous to be a police. Uh, yeah. Police person. You know. Police person. Yeah. Um. So um. Yeah. So I I grew up with those two notions, and at that time I sided with one more than the other. You know, I, I want to be a policeman. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a doctor. Sure. You know? I remember, it's funny, I remember I had a cousin who wanted to be a policeman, and I remember being so judgmental about it. But before that, I remember, um, this isn't my first interaction, I'll tell you my first interaction. 
And I also had one this weekend. But hey. I don't talk about that. Hey, so much fun. Got pulled over. Great. Um, but my first remembrance of interacting with the police, I think I was like five or six years old. And we they actually took us to the police precinct to like, you know, visit the police or like how you visit the firemen or you learn about different careers. Mm-hmm. And I can, I don't have a lot of childhood memories, but I remember being terrified mm. to be there it was like not a i remember it not being a pleasant experience for me not that anyone was doing anything to me but i think already i had an understanding about the police uh and and w- didn't understand my racial relationship to them because i was too young but i did understand that the people that I grew up with or lived around were not comfortable around them and that it symbolized danger, not protection, right? Like Mm -hmm. the whole point of bringing a group of six-year-olds to the police station is to teach them that like the police protect and they're there to take care of you and they're whatever. But for whatever reason, it was already, I already had a different, like I just didn't want to be in the precinct. I remember like crying and like just not wanting to be in trouble. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, oh, it makes like absolute that, sense. That. I mean, I, I'm happy that we're having this conversation. Um, I feel that we're both handling it slowly and carefully because it's layered. You mm-hmm. know, I can't, I can't just show up and say, bah, 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 you know, it's like shoot out of my mouth and say all these things because there's a socioeconomic aspect. There's a racial aspect. There is um, like intention, you know, why some mm-hmm. like this, this, the, the truth of like how many uh, policemen and women um you know do get into this thinking or wanting and and do you know become public servants and there's a, a, a many of them but then there is the swirls and and layers of social i don't know dynamics like uh that 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 puts us in this place of having to yes. talk about it in the situation and like but yes. experientially we, we can only talk about what's happened to us, you know? Absolutely. And I think that that's the key here. It's like, it's not, it, no one's talking about like the individual good cop who like yeah. is there to like, who, who gets like your mother who wants to get into it to protect mm-hmm. and to serve. We're talking about kind of, I think the collective idea of policing and how it actually is executed uh in terms of our experience with it like there's there's the idea of protect and serve which is great if that was the case but it's not the case for us i know mm-hmm. that it's been the case for my white friends but it certainly has not in my few interactions it's never felt good uh it's n- i've never felt like oh this will go okay my first interaction was when we were in college before our best friendship came to be, it was the summer uh, between sophomore and junior year. And I was getting ready to go do the Amsterdam program. Uh, and like uh, Megan's family was like sponsoring me to go to this thing. And I was so excited. And that morning uh, I was like getting ready to go to my day job, uh, which was like being an usher at the Skirball theater in Manhattan. And so I was up super early, earlier than usual. And I remember hearing this like banging uh, in the basement. And you know how your brain plays tricks on you? 
uh, where you're where you like kind of rationalize something that isn't rational, like mm-hmm. the way that this banging was. There, were, I and my was I was like, oh, my mom is hammering. Like my mom is putting up art. It's what I rationalized um, with a rock, like, <laughs> with a with a massive rock at seven in the morning. My mother's like, yeah, we're, I'm gonna put up a fucking painting. Turns out it was an intruder which was its own thing. And then I had like this uh, fight with this intruder in my bathroom and like, you know, got away like upstairs. By the way, that is also just like, have I told you this? Your mm-hmm. face looks like I've never told you this story. Okay, no. Got it. This is pre our best friendship. Uh, so like this dude, this dude comes running, this very, very big guy comes running up the steps and I'm in the bathroom and I literally have everything on me. Cause I, I just had to grab my bag to leave. So my phone is on me, whatever. And I see him and again, the brain and I, for whatever reason, think he's there to fix my window. Cause my window was kind of <laughs> finicky. So I literally go, Oh, are you here? Uh, sorry. It's like, there's art, no, it's- there's art being put up, but also, <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, right. My window, like you're here to like, my brain is not going, this is an intruder until I'll never forget, like looking him in his eyes and seeing like nothing. And that's when I knew I was in trouble. So we like fought. He got a couple hits in. I got a couple hits in, but I am bleeding and I get out and I race down and I get out uh, on the street and I run to the corner to where the bus stop is and I'm bleeding and it's gross. And this is the other thing about being a black boy in America. I know that if I were a white boy or a white woman, people would have asked what was going on. Mm. They would have come to my uh, aid and nobody, literally nobody helped. Nobody asked if I was okay. Nobody, like they looked at me and I could see in their face that like I had done something. Like they had they had already decided that I did something. Cause there was just no I'm telling you, there was like seven people. It was like right, it was seven in the morning. It was like seven, like seven, eight, nine people at the bus stop. No empathy, no. It's an assumption no of guilt. Regard. It was an innate one as, like by birth. One thousand percent. So I have my cell phone and I call the police. I tell them what happened and the police arrive and I like get back to my house. The guy is gone. And so my interaction is I'm in the back seat of the car with the police and now they want to drive around and try and find the guy. Uh, they, they want me to like I point out like they're like the guy is probably still in the neighborhood. Let's go like look for him. At the same time, they could not have been more rude to me like again i'm Mm. still bleeding nothing's whatever they asked if anyone else was in the house i said i don't think so i live with my mother but like i didn't hear my mother so and my mother is notorious for leaving early to go do yoga which she had that day but they were so judgmental made me feel like shit for not like checking uh it was just like a really there was no compassion again there was no empathy and then we were like driving around and then they had me like there was some guy in his car and I was like, I, I don't know, like maybe. And they were like, cool. <laughs> and then they picked this guy up. Oof. And then that guy apparently like had a weapon in his car. I But I don't. Now that I'm saying that, I'm like, I don't actually fucking know if that's true. I was told that he had a weapon in his car. But it was also kind of like, 
I wasn't being taken care of. And then I was being used to go pick up some random guy who I don't, to this day, I don't know if, if that's the person. And I didn't, I chose not to testify, but it was just like, oh, this, there, it, it wasn't a good, it wasn't a good, it wasn't a good situation. There was nothing about that felt safe. And at no point during that day did I feel safe. My yeah. house was broken into. I'm with the police, and at no point did I feel safe. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, um, you know, while you're talking, and while uh, I'm, I'm also thinking, is it's not. You know, these conversations are hard, and 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 I, you know, I, I get nervous about saying the wrong thing because you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, is it because I want I, I, in my experience, and I, and also tell me if I'm speaking for you. It's, yeah. it's, this is not a stance. I don't feel we're taking like a stance. This is no. In this is our growing up. This is the messaging, the right, the the wiring, the 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 fading into consciousness into the world. One, two, three, four years old, and you already, while you're learning how to speak, you're also. I'm sure people are talking around you at the same time they had this thing you saw this thing they experienced this kind of discrimination you know that's not safe this is safe so boom all of a sudden you're a human with consciousness in the world and that's already there you know and this yes. is already your experience this is not yes like I would never you know when 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 our white friends because I was going to say, but it's, it's truly it because I hear this from our, our black friends, our, our friends of color, period. Yes. You know, yeah. friends, when our white friends get pulled over by the police and they tell us this, the stories of like, oh no, and I cried a little bit and then they let me go. I'm always like, Oof. I'm always like this. I'm just like, you know, and we, and we talk about like, you know, we meet and it doesn't matter, like, and it doesn't matter who it is. If you met them, if you just met them, and you talk about this thing, every there's a shorthand. You get stopped by the police, especially in the U.S. or territories like Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's that that's that's not gonna be an easy thing. Like, this is not gonna be easy. Whether it's a ticket or something, if it's easy, it's gonna be the most exceptional thing. You might take a picture with the cop and just invite them out to Chili's. I mean, like, I, I want, you know, I let's let's make a. That's like the dream. Like, <laughs> the, the, do you want to be my friend? You know, it's like, that's but, the dream. But the assumption is the dehumanizing um, interaction that is about to happen. You know, the 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 drill that you have to go through immediately. Um, hands on the wheel. Hands on the wheel. You know, I've done. I mean, I did this thing after being stopped over and over and over again, and I've. I mean, my, my whole experience with it has been quite deep, but yeah, put that phone on. Like as soon as I get stopped, put, I call someone, voice. put it on yeah, oh, speaker. I voice memoed immediately. No, I like last, the one time that I got smart. arrested in Atlanta, I, I just, boom, I just called my mom and I left her on speaker so that she could hear the interaction and I could give her instructions while that was happening so that yeah. she could, you know, because this was the third time that this was happening. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, that's the thing. This is not a stance. Like, this is not me, us versus. This is not, oh, I just want this. No, it's like, what is the root? 
where is this coming from? Why can't we change this? We're not trying to do this thing where we trying to, uh, oh, this is inconvenient. So let me just put it out of the way. It's just, no, I, I just, this life, this is unfair. This is, this is something that I'm not looking for. This is insane levels of adrenaline, insane levels of trauma. This is a, this is a hyper awareness that is not healthy that I have feel that I have to have because of the ratio of negative plus positive. You know, it is exhausting. It is, it is scientifically proven that it does not allow you to, to be healthy. The cortisol levels of the stressors, like it, 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 on the long run, you get heart disease. On the long run, you get depression. It's, it's just real. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had, I had a, I had a, um, here are my accommodations. Mm-hmm. It's, it's monitored by the New Zealand police and, and, and military. And they showed up to my door the other day, but they have to do health checks. I mean, I'm saying it, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting, yeah. I, I, and they were there as soon as I opened my door and the immediate, um, response of my body, just <sighs> like yes, the anxiety, yes, yes. My, my eyes got like that in a matter of two minutes, I was crying without wanting, like my tears were just, when I realized that they weren't there to take me and my body boom, let go, I just started bawling in front of these people. It was a routine check. And it ended up us having a conversation in this. And this is what I'm saying. Like the relationship is also geographic. The police said, you're from America, right? Oh, fuck. They went in and I just, wow. And oh, I just couldn't stop. And, uh, and, the, and there was two women and uh, um, one from the military, one from the police. They said, you're from America. And I said, like, I had barely spoken. So they couldn't hear my accent either. And then, and they, um, they said, I, I understand why you're what's going on and I I want first of all tell you this is not how we do things here. I want to um I want to double down on what is that we do here. I hope that in your stay here you get to see that our relationship is this and that and that and I'm just even more and and I had a heart to heart I said, you know, this doesn't happen. Like when you show up at my door this is not what I expect. You know, I said first, the first thing, which is what you were talking about. First thing was, what did I do wrong? I started going into the like, archives of my head. What wrong action did I do? What did I do wrong? Where, where I'm like, what we're talking about. I've been in, talking about being inspired with each other. I've been keeping a freaking tight schedule because I'm seeing you freaking sore. And I was like, he ain't going to take my place. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, no, but I'm seeing you sore with this, with this or being organized. And I was like, I'm gonna be organized. And I've been tied on doing this and that, keeping uh, law abiding. You know, I've always uh, golden child, always, 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 and things. But then you always been keep, keep keep being made to feel that you did something wrong, something wrong, and then the frustration comes from, but I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything and then some. I am I I shine brighter than gold because I I not just because I want to, just because I just want to be left alone, be left to be, be to have the same opportunity of just like abandonment, walking down the street, being just, you know, I wanna I wanna call this art, you know, it's like I wanna I want, exist. Like, I wanna just do whatever it is, but no, it's always like. And anxiety from left and right. And, is a, it, it, and that's what we're talking about. It's not a stance. Like, I wish we could have those conversations more. 
I wish there was a way of 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 having these discussions that didn't that didn't um, take a whole national movement that didn't take um, <sighs> a, a body count that didn't feel like this illusory polarizing thing because it's not that it's always trying to be like yeah. you're with us or against us no we're just trying to change this thing so like we're just trying to trying to make it work for all of us you know and and but we do but we do have which is the which is the it's the whole dynamic between all lives matter and black lives matter but we do have to talk about the thing right now and the thing the thing right now is black lives matter you know it's like it's a, this is happening disproportionately over here so we do have to focus on this thing over here. You know, yeah. we can't just like, oh, no, but oh, no, but not everyone. No, we we recognize that those people exist. Thank you. Come on over. Yeah. Join us. Well, I think what what it's like what you're when people do that, like all lives matter or just like, you know, what about us scenario? It's like I, I think you have to. Well, you just kind of. uh Give me two seconds. Starting lightly, I think. <laughs> well, I want to like explain this in a way that that whoever's watching this gets it. Yeah. The the policies and the protesting and the anger and the rage is there, rightfully so. But it's coming from so much pain like the fact that when you're pulled over your body literally goes into shock when i we got i got we got pulled over we were in arrowhead i was in arrowhead with with my husband for less than 24 hours got we're staying in a, a friend's home beautiful massive home nice whatever got one minute out and was pulled over and i'm in the car with my white husband which is making me, which is giving me some sense of maybe I won't die mm. right now. But the first thought when I see the lights is this is it. This is not a drill. Okay, cool. Turn my phone on. Am I going to record? Am I going to voice memo? This is not a drill. Like we are being pulled over. And then also trying to be like, well, it's daytime, so maybe it won't go left. And then I think Sandra Bland, daytime went left. Well, I'm with my husband and he's white and he's driving, so it'll be fine. We're gay. Okay, so maybe that it'll go left. I have my dog. Maybe they'll see us and they'll be like, oh, you're a beautiful puppy. You guys are domestic and cool. My dog is a pit mix. People have very whatever. So like all of it is, and this is before he gets to our window, that all of this is happening, that I'm swirling and that my body is having. The interaction is like ultimately fine, although my husband later shared with me that when we were, we got stopped for uh, like the registration is expired or whatever, but the cop couldn't have seen that. He had to circle around us. So obviously saw us come out and then decided to, follow us mm. and then pulled us over and then said it was about the registration. And then when that was over, when the interaction was over, we were on our way for a hike and Matthew was like, well, do you want to go hike or do you want to go home? And I was trying to say, let's go hike because I didn't want 
this fucking interaction to steal my day. Like I'm out of LA for a day and a half to hang out with my husband and my puppy in fucking nature. And I didn't want this interaction to completely ruin my like one, my day and a half away, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So we went home and then I just had, I got literally got in bed and stayed there and cried and had this it's an it's a it's an like as you said like those cops you you're like what did i do wrong it's like what like that to me is it's like no matter how much i accomplish no matter how good i am no matter how kind i am no matter how much money i donate no matter how many followers i have no matter how many my resume looks like no matter how kind of a person it didn't matter like if I were by myself, and the other thing I noticed was that I couldn't form a sentence. Matthew did all the talking. I was trying to speak and I couldn't speak. How quickly could my inability to speak become suspicion be into? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that I mean, that's it's, it's just so much, so much that you're saying. I mean, it's um, this is that's it. It doesn't. It's not. We're talking about an entire system. We're not. We're not talking about the police. We're not talking about the policing system. We're talking about a whole social structure. You know, that's the thing. Like people, oh, take it personal. Oh my God, they're going after. No, no, I'm, I'm going after this whole system that in every interaction already has me exhausted. And then on top of that, we it also goes into policing. You know, that I go to a casting call. This is what we're talking about, and it already says. You are the wrong hue. You are the wrong ethnicity. There's wrong. You are the wrong facial structure. You are the wrong gender expression. You in the wrong part of town. You are the wrong part of that. Yeah. (laughs) You are um you must be a scholarship kid. You you know you (laughs) you are the which I was, and I'm fucking proud of that. But not all of us were. But you know that's not what it no, means. No, that on means one like hand, you're like, oh, oh, so you don't actually belong. Here. No, we, you are you affirmative action. You are you are, you are oh. uh, you're welcome. Um, you know, oh, it's cool. the, you're here. The wrong, they made an exception for you. Yeah, the wrong. What are you doing here, boy? You know, and the things that they do say that shit. Um, it's oh. like it's not, it's not the, just the movies. It's like you're you're the wrong. You're the wrong. You're the wrong. You're the wrong, and that is so damaging. Like. That is so incredibly um, crippling, you know? Well, because then you're like, it's like, how do you move through your day, right? It's like, to be conditioned to believe that you are wrong and at any point you could be going through your day and have an interaction, be it with the police, be it with a stranger, that is solely based off of the color of your skin and them thinking, oh, you shouldn't be here or you're a threat or I'm afraid of him, which is like, what the fuck are you actually afraid of? Like, I'm the, we're the ones who get killed, but y'all are afraid? It's and so now, now, now this like routine pullover that, as you said, our white friends go, well, I just like kind of like cried a little bit or like I laughed a little bit and like it was fine and whatever becomes it ruined like that schedule that we put ourselves on is now ruined because now I have to process trauma 
Now I have to process how how my existence doesn't matter. Now I have to to to, to society. Now I have to process. If it was on, no, say if it was only that, because that's okay. That's cool. Mm. Everybody has to process trauma. Is the pre processing now? Mm. You have to prepare yourself every day for something like this. That's that's. I think that's where you wake up. What the fuck is going to happen today? And 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 yeah. you already, and yes. you already have to put your mind up to like, what if this happens? What if that happens? Uh, I belong. I am. I am wonderful. I am. You have to affirm yourself over affirm yes. yourself over accomplish over to then still go through that other thing as a thing it's just a it's just yes. a full day of that it's a full day plus yes. these markers that just remind you oh i'm doing everything great no you're not no you're, no, not. you're not and then you say what else and i was going to say this is accumulative that's the thing this is accumulative you go through one it doesn't go away oh, the first one you're, you're kind of cool the second one, maybe the second one, the first one you couldn't talk. The second one, maybe you can talk. The third one, you're a little bit more assertive. The fourth one, you're like, all right, what the hell? Until one day they get you and you're like, what? You know? And, and, and it was an aggressive one. It wasn't. No, it's just a person who's being harassed. It's a person who is at who's the, been harassed at, their entire it's life. It's at the end of the rope. They don't know what more to do. Like I don't like I don't know what more to do. What more to say? You know, I was I was my entire no no no. I shared experience like one of the uh, early interactions I had with the police in in, in Florida. I remember I was just, <laughs> I wear speedos. I don't think you should go to the beach or to the pool without speedos because those weird hand lines all the way to your knee. Why? <laughs> Um, we'll get. We'll do another. Uh, yeah. We'll do another one about yeah. <laughs> what to wear to the beach. Um, so yes, I'm in my yes. speedos. This is an important detail. And yeah, like, yeah. The, at this pool, in the vulnerable speedos, you're vulnerable. <laughs> and and just very noticeable red speedos. You know, as a as a description of a person at this pool in the housing complex where I was doing uh, the old man and the sea in 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 florida my first like regional Come through. first and last Come regional through. theater uh, production <laughs> that i did um and i was noticeably you know the one person of color there the one yeah, it's, yeah it's the one person. Person. um i was there for two months and i got stopped about seven times so but, the, but this one time this was the first one i'm just chilling you know i've been i've been again have this wonderful schedule i'm swimming i'm living my blessed um healthy 23 year old life and this all of a sudden i look to my right and there's these two cops just walking towards me and it's and i I remember cinematically because these guns were shining bro there was like on that metal and these were long and they just both walking towards me and by the grace of already my personality i just kept the stillest as a thing i have different reactions than a lot of people do that's why a lot of military people say you would have been a great soldier so i just like and just stayed right there but ev- overriding every impulse as a thinking and feeling human being to just run there's two guns coming my way of course i'm gonna run of course i'm gonna want to run who doesn't run but that means what that would have been the end 23 of at course. the peak of course so the i remember the process also being asked to be a superhero 
to in the face of danger to override my entire set of instincts and just stay there. Your human my, instincts for your black instincts. I, and I'm just like, <laughs> basically, I'm just right there. Just like I stay right there. I was being um, stopped, searched, considered a suspect because I fit the description. I hear. And the suspect that they're looking for is swimming in speed. I hear the description over the walkie. The, the, the only description that I fit was that I was of color in general. In general. Because they were like a uh, black male wearing uh, short jeans and a white tank top. From there, what? I mean, I am just chilling in my red Speedos. You know, so there's this. There's, Moments like that when you know this is not about a thing. This is about no. this thing, you know, and, and then they yeah. repeat and then they repeat and then they repeat. That's to say we tired. <laughs> Exhausted. Well, to what you said earlier where it's like everyone has trauma, but then I think there is a specific black trauma, right? There's like, and the black trauma is like, has nothing to do with the choices that you've made. It's not like, oh, I grew up in this family or I made this choice and so I have to process this. It's like, no, no, you were born black and the society treats you a certain way. And so every once in a while or every day or every minute of every fucking day, depending on where you are, you're going to have to fucking process that. And go to work and put a smile on your face. Yep. And that's and this is I mean you're gonna this is something that I guess you know we want to talk about that this is global. I mean there is a global mm-hmm. black experience, and this is what you and I have been talking about. Um, this is not just only here. You know, you go. I grew up in Puerto Rico, and you know the anti-blackness is there, it's alive and it's rampant. And um, there is the same structure. It has different rules different regional rules in terms of what is blackness what is colorism there is different math in which you're more black less black uh but nonetheless is the same structure okay so we're gonna we're gonna stop here and you know we have uh another part coming out next week the second half of this conversation but Let's talk about my BKG learning moments, which is when I tell you what I learned from uh, my conversation. Um, And I learned quite a lot. What really stuck out for me um, is one, the ways in which when Ismail and I were talking about policing, both of our bodies had the same reaction. We both tense up and our experiences uh, and relationship to it um, is very similar. Um, which is both comforting to know that I'm not crazy in how I feel, um, but also terrifying in its own um, in its own way. I was also really struck by Ismael defining the difference between policing and harassing. Right, the idea of policing seems good on paper, but what tends to happen to communities of color is harassment and abuse. And murder. Uh, And so as we move forward and we examine what policing is, you know, what we're really talking about is harassment and violence. Um, if, If police were to really protect and serve, or the police who want to protect and serve, that concept makes sense.
but the execution, no pun intended, but the 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 way in which it's carried out is abusive and is harassment. And that is a light version, uh, a light word to describe what's really happening. And I think the other, um, the final learning piece for me is the trauma that our bodies hold. Um, you know, Ismail and I both have spoken about the ways in which our body tenses up or freezes or the involuntary crying um, or the cloud that our minds and our hearts and our spirits go into just from an innocent, as he brought up with a, with the cops in New Zealand, an innocent interaction with those cops created uh, such a um, traumatic uh, reaction in just the body and the undoing that has to happen uh, in the body, the mind, and the spirit when we as Black people are confronted with those who are sworn to protect and serve. Those are a lot of heavy, heavy moments to kind of download and process for me, and I'm sure for you listening. Um, but I also hope that it reminds us what we're fighting for and what we're fighting about and what we are committed to in terms of Black Lives Matter and in terms of this racial reckoning. All right, honey. Well, that is the end of the first part of this conversation. Make sure you tune in next week for part two, where, like I said, we're going to be talking about um, Black identity inside of the Latinx community. Wherever you listen to your podcast, honey, make sure you are subscribing, you are rating, you are commenting wherever you listen to your podcast, okay? And give us that five-star rating, baby. Don't, don't play me. Don't play me like that. Also, if you want to see the video version of this interview, it'll be available a week from today on my YouTube page at Brandon K. Good. You can also watch sneak peeks of upcoming conversations on my IGTV page at Brandon K. Good, on Tom Ellis's IGTV page at Official Tom Ellis, or on the Black Folks IGTV, honey, at Black Folks. And remember, folks is spelled F O L X. And you know, I want to hear from you. So if you have a question, thoughts, comments, email blackfolkspodcast at gmail.com. Remember, that is spelled B L A C k-f-o-l-x podcast at gmail.com that's it for us today i can't wait to to see you next week or to feel your vibes next week i guess because we're on this audio situation (laughs) okay yes that's that's what i'm gonna say uh i can't wait to feel your vibes next week honey (laughs) thank you so much again for listening and just in case you haven't heard it yet today i love you so 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 much bye Podcast Network.